Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to everyone. Yes, we're recording this on Thanksgiving evening. I'm watching the Saints whoop up on the Falcons. Yes. And um, hopefully that, that score holds. That would be really Excellent. embarrassing. But uh, yeah. I just finished my yearly tradition on Thanksgiving evening. Um, I'm a big fan of the Token Show, which is kind of a Nashville thing. And they're, uh, they do their show at the Ryman every year on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. But it uh, uh, the recording plays on a, a local radio station there, and I stream it every Thanksgiving night. And uh, now it's like the fifth year I've done that. So just uh, just wrap that up. So no football for me. No. Well, uh, you got a lot of football going on this weekend. I, I think your husband and your daughter, they should be headed to South Carolina tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, I think they may. Yeah, I think they may head down Saturday, but it's a big uh, Clemson Carolina game. They're tailgating. They're doing all of it. Um, I, I'm going to hold the fort down here. I think Drew and I are going to catch a movie. Hopefully for Mary's sake, that works out better for her than the last game she went to. I think it will. She feels quite certain that it's going to go better than the Sugar Bowl did. Yeah, but. That, that didn't work out too well for him. Right. All right. Well, we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And also, I, I just want to follow up on one thing. You sent me a video earlier this week, and it was of Nora listening to us. So a couple of episodes back, I think it was episode 187. No, no, she, she, her mom took yeah, this well, video. Yeah, she sent the video, but you, you right. let me know about it. Right. And Nora got to hear us, and she recorded the video. If you haven't seen it, I think we retweeted it from the SBC This Week account. Go back and find that. You need to watch that. It's the most precious thing in the world. Yes. Um, and we're excited. To, uh, it looks like they're, they're planning on coming to Birmingham next year, so we'll get to meet Nora in person. She said, see you in Birmingham. And we need to remember that because uh, that, that we said if she, if she comes to Birmingham that we'll put her on the show. Yes. So uh, we will have to, we'll have to work that out that we capture like an interview with her. Yes. So that will be fantastic. But you got to go see that video, folks, if you haven't already. Uh, you get, you gotta go see that. Now, Amy, I know you were at ETS, uh, last week. We have a yes. story on ETS and you didn't tell me this, but Dr. Moeller, the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, was elected as vice president at ETS. Yes, he was. And I'm sorry I was, uh, remiss in mentioning that. It was kind of, it was one of those he was elected by acclamation. So it was. You didn't even is, get to vote. Right, it is a big deal, Ugh. but it wasn't a major, uh, major like everybody get in the room and you know lots of decisions in the air. So, uh, but but that's a that's a really important role, um, in in particular just because of involvement in getting to help with the program and and things like that. So, uh, he he will have a lot of leadership there, and that's that's a great thing. So who was elected president? The way that it works, there is a president-elect, so it kind of is a, a little bit out. So Michael Kruger was the president-elect and program chair this year. Oh, gotcha. While David Dockery served as president. So Michael Kruger is at um, RTS Charlotte. He's the president there. His wife, Melissa, is um, a, a kind of a new friend of mine and a, just, just a very, very great uh, leader there. But he will be serving as president next year. And Dr. Mueller will be vice president. Okay, very cool. Congratulations to Dr. Mueller. Like you said, he is the president of the Southern Baptist 
Theological Seminary located in Louisville, Kentucky, where they are committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs at Southern by visiting sbts.edu. Thanks again to them for being on board as a sponsor each and every week. Uh, they had uh, quite a few people present at the ETS meeting. There's a story about that. We're going to start there this week. And Southern Baptist as a whole had a lot of people. I didn't realize ETS was this big. 750 presentations. Oh, yeah. 2,700 participants. I mean, this thing is massive. They have sessions going all the time. It starts on Tuesday morning and uh, goes until Thursday evening, and it's just constant. There's There are sessions in every room imaginable, and each session has, you know, around four presentations uh, during that you know, that time period, it's, they're just tons of moving parts. So it's a pretty impressive conference logistically. Um, but it makes it very difficult to choose what you're going to go listen to because you have to sift through so many different, you know, topics and people and, and everything. But yeah, out of 750, it it looked like around 190 were people connected with the SBC. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So there's a a full write-up of that, some highlights of uh, some different presentations, one on Jonathan Edwards, another one on miraculous gifts, the Islamic State, the Holy Spirit, baptism, different things like that. So it's one of those things that, you know, if it's ever in Nashville, I may have to like just pop out to see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a member of ETS, don't really have any reason to be a part of ETS, but uh, it would just be kind of neat to to see what it's all about one day. Yeah. And and you would enjoy, I mean, there there's a... a broad spectrum of topics and I always find uh, things that fit you know my interests um, now there are certainly some that are are very very sort of niche particularly the ones that involve uh, like or- original biblical languages I go in there and I can't track you know half of what they're saying that would be um, like 98% of them for me yes but you know I've, I've participated in um, a Wendell Berry session that went for the last five years. Um, and then I enjoy the history sessions like the there's, you know, there's some on Baptist history. There's, okay. you know, just church history. Um, there was a big one last week that was in an ethics uh, session that uh, Jacob and Rachel Denhollander. Yeah. I would presented. Have loved that one. Yeah. And so you can actually even listen if you go to the ETS site uh, I don't know if they have them all up yet, but you can get MP3s of any session that you're interested in. And so usually I'll go back and either grab ones that I liked or ones that I didn't get a chance to hear. Those so, aren't available at sbctapes.com? Uh, they are not. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, I'll have to check that out because I did want to uh, read the paper by Jacob Denhollander. I think he had actually put that out uh, for people to download in PDF form if people wanted to. So. All right, well, check that out if you're interested in the ETS. Amy, uh, that's pretty much the only non-state Baptist convention recap that we have. So okay. now so it's, it's time it. to uh, to road trip through let's go. the state convention executive meetings. We start in Oklahoma, where they affirmed the election and installed Hans Dilbeck as the Oklahoma Baptist state exec to take the place of Anthony Jordan. Yes, they had more than 650 registered messengers um, at First Baptist Edmond, and uh, the installation of Hans Dilbeck was the major sort of centerpiece of that, and I know that was very exciting uh, for them. They also adopted their 
their budget, they call it the the financial plan, with uh, the cooperative program objective of twenty five point five million, and that's down from the goal they had approved at last year's meeting, twenty five point seven five million. They will send forty percent to Southern Baptist Convention causes and uh, retain sixty percent in state. And they elected new officers. Blake Gideon, pastor of First Baptist Church Edmond, uh, was elected president. Uh, Leron West, uh, pastor of Gilcrease Hills Baptist Church in Tulsa, was elected first vice president. And Heath Tucker, pastor of First Baptist Church Skiatook, elected second vice president. All right. One neat thing that they did have at this, Amy, the picture, the, uh, the top picture there, they had the Kiowa Black Legging Society Honor Guard present the yeah. colors in their full uh, Native American regalia. So kind of a neat picture there. Yeah, it really is. It looks like it was a, um, a kind of a special moment. Uh, so it seems like they had just a really positive uh, positive meeting. Yeah, and Oklahoma, one of the few states with uh, strong ties to the Native American community uh, and have a lot going on for them in that state. So uh, need to see them be honored at the convention. Moving south to Texas, Amy, the SBTC, not to be confused with the BGCT, but the SBTC held their 20th anniversary meeting and uh, honored Jim Richards. He has been there all 20 years uh, as the executive director of the Southern Baptists of Texas Convention. Uh, had 1,027 members show up at their Houston meeting down at Second Baptist Church in Kingwood, the, the Kingwood location of that, President J.D. Greer spoke at that. They uh, approved a budget of just under $29 million. It's uh, about a $1,000 increase over the previous year budget. Uh, once again, Texas gives 55% of their receipts onto the Southern Baptist Convention CP budget, uh, only keep 45% in state. They reelected Juan Sanchez of High Point Baptist in Austin as the president. Josh Crutchfield, pastor of First Baptist Madisonville as vice president. Joyce McKinley of Rowlett Friendship Baptist Church as secretary. Andrew Abier was elected yeah. the 2019 Convention Sermon Preacher. That's so no, great. No pressure, Andrew. No pressure. He uh, can do it. Yeah, oh, he yeah, can no do it. it. He's uh, the pastor up at Paramount Baptist in Amarillo. They're going to do a baseball team name. They changed the team name up in Amarillo this oh. past week, the minor league team. It's it's a different name. But anyway, uh, they approved the East Texas area as the location of the 2021 meeting. So um, that's East Texas, Amy, near Louisiana, Arkansas. Got it. So you pick. It, it could wind up at Beaumont or Nacogdoches or somewhere like that. Or might I suggest First Baptist Church of Howe, Texas, which is in uh, East Texas as Any well. Any connection with you? No, not at all. But I've, I've driven through there, and it's always neat to see your name on a sign. Um, so Howe, Texas is in East Texas. So I'm just throwing that out as a possibility. Next Very year they're cool. going to be in Odessa. One other point of business that uh, happened at this one, uh, they approved a motion to study special needs ministries in um, churches in the state for how best to develop a strategy for equipping churches to minister to special needs families and reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I know that's something that's important in a lot of churches, not just in Texas, but across our convention. So it'd be uh, fascinating to see what they come back with as a result of that motion. Maybe that's something that we can, you know, kind of stretch out to the, the broader SBC outside of Texas. All right. Well, you just mentioned Louisiana, so we're going to go there next. Uh, we actually heard a little bit about their meeting um, last week 
with the big announcement that I think was probably the major news out of it, but there were more things that went on, and that was uh, David Hankins, executive director of the Louisiana Baptist Convention, announcing his plans to retire, uh, which will be effective June 30th, 2019. Um, so that was certainly a, a, a big focus, but they also talked about some other things. They were uh, thinking on reaching the next generation, so they talked about uh, the efforts by Louisiana College to increase scholarships. They have a goal to build uh, their student body to 1,500 by 2020. Uh, Talked about some remodeled and expanded Baptist student ministry buildings, as well as continued growth um, at their camp. So there was a real focus on um, on reaching the next generation. Um, and that sounds like a very positive conversation. Um, they also passed their budget. Uh, their financial plan is based on expected contributions of $18,813,818. And uh, their allocation will remain the same, uh, 36.74% going on to the SBC, 63.26% supporting ministries in Louisiana. They re-elected Eddie Wren, pastor of First Baptist Church in Rayville, as president. Leroy Fountain, uh, who is a uh, church health strategist for the New Orleans Baptist Association. He was elected first vice president. And Eddie Rimes, uh, the director of missions for the Deer Creek Association, was elected second vice president. I I feel kind of cheated, Amy. Why? Because you get Louisiana where there can be, and, and, you know, being from there, the names right. can be kind of out there, not only of the people, but of the, the cities. Right. And, but and there's nothing. You got layups this time. Right. It was totally easy. And I'm so glad because I'm terrible at things like that. Yep. They also passed a few resolutions. Yes, they did. Um, they had six resolutions, protection of faith-based adoption and child care entities. And uh, they also had one that declared their uh, unwavering commitment to rescue and protect life from the womb through eternity. They had one about freedom of religious speech and expression. Uh, it seems like they were really focusing it on public school. They were in it. They encouraged Louisiana Baptist students to be ambassadors of Christ uh, on public school campuses. Uh, there was one on uh, predatory payday lenders. And uh, then they had a resolution on immigration uh, in which they stated that immigration laws should be obeyed and national borders should be secured while also asking for a carefully considered legal path to legal status, not amnesty. Um, And so those were the major ones. They had one that, you know, appreciation to the host. Appreciation to their host, Temple Baptist Church in Ruston. Yes, those are always important ones uh, to say thank you. I know on staff there, so we got to make sure we get that in there. Hey, Ben, hope you and Hannah are doing well. All right, over to Alabama where they hit their 50-50 goal. So uh, we've seen two out of our four states now uh, that we've covered today have hit 50-50. SBTC has been at 55 for quite some time, but now Alabama at their 50-50 split. Uh, We kind of talked about that. That had to do a lot with the uh, the Samford declining funding uh, going forward. So they're able to take that, put that back, and fix that to a 50-50 budget there in Alabama. Uh, they also approved some uh, offering goals. Uh, the Lottie Moon offering goal for Alabama is going to be $12 million. Annie Armstrong Easter offering goal going to be $6 million, and then some others local to the state. Uh, they 
adopted a few resolutions, one on a call for prayer and unity uh, to participate in the National Day of Prayer, something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the the new theme um, that uh, Ronnie Floyd had introduced just a few weeks ago. And they've also uh, affirmed the move of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and passed a resolution on gratitude for the life of David Potts. Uh, he served as the president of Judson College for 28 years and also won an appreciation of Bob Terry as his 23-year term as the editor of the Alabama Baptist uh, will come to an end at the end of 2018. He's transitioning into an editor emeritus role, and our good friend Jennifer Rash will be taking over as the editor of the Alabama Baptist. They elected Buddy Champion as the first vice president. Buddy's the pastor at First Baptist Trustville, where it was held. Tim Cox is named the president, and Morgan Bailey was named second vice president in Alabama. Congratulations to them. And over we go to Florida, Amy. All right. So their theme was faithful. They had 827 messengers representing 374 churches. So that was a big meeting. They approved a $30 million budget, same amount as the current year. Um, and 51% uh, will go to cooperative program causes of the Southern Baptist Convention, keeping 49% in state. Uh, that is a value that they have continued to express and so they uh, did that again. Uh, they also had some uh, bylaw changes that were about making things easier, making it easier for churches to cooperate with uh, the Florida Baptist Convention. So these were just uh, things that that wording that need wording that needed to change uh, so that there was a, an easier pathway for cooperation and participation. Uh, they also approved uh, adopting the title associational mission strategist as opposed to director of missions. So uh, kind of following that trend as well. Uh, it seems like it was just a great time. A lot of good, a lot of great speakers, a uh, very good spirit. Uh, according to the story, Eric Cummings, was uh, unanimously elected as the convention's president for next year. Uh, he's pastor of New Life Baptist Church in Carroll City and was president of their pastors' conference uh, this year. Mike Wiggins, pastor of Pine Terrace Baptist Church in Milton, first vice president. Uh, Ralph Alderman Jr., who is a lay leader. Uh, All from, right. This, like is a, and this is a great church name, Exciting Central Tampa Baptist Church. Uh, so okay. he's He's reelected as second vice president, and Randy Huckabee, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dade City, uh, is recording secretary, uh, a role he's held for the last 12 years, it says. so. All right, we're going to move north to Georgia, where they have also had a state executive director change this year. You mentioned the, uh, the change coming in Louisiana. We mentioned the one in, in Oklahoma. Thomas Hammond, the new executive director of the Georgia Baptist Convention, um, and they passed a $41.3 million budget. And you remember, we talked about this last year. They collect backpacks uh, for Appalachian children, 38,000 backpacks this wow. past year. Uh, that, that's a lot of backpacks, Amy. Uh, so doing a lot of good there. Mike Stone, we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, stepped down as president. And they elected a new president this year, Robbie Foster, pastor of Northside Baptist in Valdosta, uh, was elected the president unopposed. And vice presidents include Al Wright, pastor of First Baptist Waynesboro, Jack Lee, pastor of Altamaha Baptist Church in Jessup, and Brad Boynton, pastor of Spring Place Baptist Church in Chatsworth, and Ken Alford, executive committee member on the national level. He's also a vice president in Georgia. He's the pastor of Crossroads Baptist in Val Dosta. And as we mentioned, the leadership transition, they had a reception for Thomas Hammond, 
uh, to honor him as the new executive director and also uh, honored outgoing executive director Robert White, uh, who's finishing 26 years with the Georgia Baptists at the end of the year, uh, had 966 messengers at this year's event up to South Carolina. All right. So South Carolina, there was a big um, event that they held that uh, kind of in conjunction with their meeting, they had an evening worship service at Charleston's Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, also uh, referred to as Mother Emmanuel. That is where the shooting, many will remember, happened uh, a few years back just after the Southern Baptist Convention yeah, it was like adjourned. the week of the SBC. Oh, it, I, we like woke the night up. After. Yeah, I woke up the next morning um, in the hotel yeah. still. So it was uh, really shocking. And so they had a service together. Uh, Walter Strickland, who's from Southeastern, was there. Ronnie Floyd, Marshall Blaylock. Uh, so that was kind of an important time of the meeting. But they also handled business, things like that. This was their 198th annual meeting uh, which is pretty Ooh, incredible two years there'll be 200 yeah a bicentennial annual meeting yeah it's pretty crazy so uh, they had 747 messengers uh, so that was up from last year when they had 611 they approved a budget of 28 million this is unchanged uh, from last year that commits 41 percent of receipts on to the Southern Baptist Convention and 4.5% straight to the International Mission Board. Uh, and so that's uh, that. That's interesting sort of the way that they do it. They do that a little bit differently uh, than a lot of other states. That also remains unchanged um, from last year as well. Bryant Sims, they, they have something different they do with officers. They have a president-elect that they... Um, vote on and so then that person kind of transitions so bryant sims pastor of first mount mariah baptist church um in greenwood is uh the incoming president so he was elected president-elect last year um and then officially assumed that office josh powell is the new president-elect for the next year. He's pastor of Lake Murray Baptist Church, uh, someone we know from our days at Southern Seminary. That means he will preside at the 200th annual meeting oh, in 2020, which is kind of cool. Well, didn't he? And well, it's kind of cool and this this fits for him to uh, be nominated because he's currently writing a history of the South Carolina Baptist Convention. And I knew about this. I had heard he was writing that. So I guess they're kind of getting that ready just in time. Um, so it's kind of neat that he'll be hitting right at that that same time. Um, other officers are First Vice President Alex Sands. He's pastor of Kingdom Life Church in Malden. Second Vice President Larry Baldwin, pastor of Hillcrest Baptist Church in Williams Williamston. Recording Secretary Adrian Smith, who is a member of Taylor's First Baptist Church. And Registration Secretary Larry Zakey, uh, pastor of Hemingway First Baptist Church in Hemingway. They also had uh, some resolutions on uh, one on racial reconciliation. Uh, which, given the service at Mother Emanuel, um, uh, that uh, I think that fits. Uh, purity in ministry leadership, just reflecting on kind of some of the challenges of the last year. Uh, they did one on medical marijuana. They noted that legalizing it for medical purposes could encourage and legitimize recreational use. So they went on record in opposition to legalization in both categories, but they did seem to indicate um, that 
there were some types of treatments, FDA approved and all these things with certain severely ill patients, uh, that that could be acceptable. Uh, so it, I'd be interested to read it, kind of how they navigated that. Uh, they also had one on religious liberty and uh, that one on sports betting, which you've talked about that before, uh, that, yes. that, that we should see more of those resolutions. We should. So they did and then expressed appreciation to their hosts. So uh, there is a link in the story to see the text of the resolutions. Uh, and I think that that. Uh, definitely would be really interesting. I'd like to see more of those. All right. Well, you can check so, that out. At that's the South Carolina. All right. Moving up to yes. Maryland, Delaware in Bel Air, Maryland. Uh, the 183rd annual meeting of the Baptist Convention of Maryland, Delaware. Uh, they had 320 messengers and 88 guests show up for this year's uh, event. And they, they had Johnny Hunt and Tony Marita speaking at this one. So a couple of heavy hitters up there in Maryland, Delaware. Uh, they elected a new slate of new convention officers uh, unanimously, Amy. So Harold Phillips was named the president. He's a senior pastor of Pleasant View Port Deposit, Maryland. First vice president is Glenn Swanson, a senior pastor of Bayside Baptist in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland. Second vice president, Andy Ellers, senior pastor of High Tide Baptist in Dagsboro, Delaware. Recording secretary, Stephanie Laferrier, a gospel worker with One Hope a ministry of the Garden Church in Baltimore, and Assistant Recording Secretary Mike Phyllis, pastor of Fenwick Island Baptist Church, Selbyville, Delaware. Uh, They adopted a $7.58 million budget, which includes $3.6 million in cooperative program gifts from churches. 48% of that is going to move on to the national CP. And they also recognized a few staff transitions. Reggie Davis it joined the staff back in September as the creative director. Uh, they have two new church service consultants in Mike Trammell and John Gouger, uh, who are both retired pastors from the state. And uh, Mark Dooley is going to join the staff in January as the state director of evangelism. We've done my home state. Now it's time for your home state of Tennessee. Tennessee Baptists met in West Tennessee at West Jackson Baptist Church. They had 929 registered messengers from 409 churches. They elected their officers by acclamation. Uh, So that was uh, Pastor David Green from First Baptist Church, uh, Greenville. I wonder if he gets jokes all the time when he says, I'm David Green from Greenville. I I doubt it. Yeah. Because he probably doesn't say he's from Greenville when he's in Greenville. I'm sure he leaves Greenville. Like if he says, somebody Amen. says, where are you from? I'm just saying, I noticed it. It was David Green from Greenville. I think that's It's no pastor, cool. pastor. Let's just, you know. That's true. That's a great point, but very cool. So um, also Brian Edens, who is a member of Clingan Ridge Baptist Church in Cleveland, is um, vice president. A lay person is vice president in this church, yeah, in this state. Yeah, I love that. I love seeing uh, lay people involved at this level. Um, Lee Hickman, pastor of Black Oak Baptist Church in Clinton, uh, was second vice president. Um, so all of those were unopposed. Um, so that that was was great. And uh, they overwhelmingly adopted a $34.5 million budget, which also, like in some of the other states, remains the same um, as last year. Uh, Their allocation did increase, uh, but maybe not not as uh, quickly as some, you know, had hoped when they adopted their recommendation 
several years back to move toward a 50-50 distribution. Uh, They are increasing about 0.48 percentage points from 46.64% last year going on to the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, They've moved it to 47.12%. And uh, so the the chair of their budget and ministry committee, uh, Steve Markham, who's a, a minister of missions at Bellevue, he just said that the budget... Uh, isn't freezing or reversing the move toward 50-50, but it it just is kind of slowed down a little bit in sticking with kind of their income growth or or whatever. So the fact that the budget stayed the same last year, it maybe went just a little bit uh, less than, uh, than originally planned, but is continuing to move up. They also approved a five-year partnership with the IMB's Germanic People Groups team. Uh, So I think that's uh, something that uh, they're really excited about. They also had an interesting discussion about a motion that had been referred uh, from last year. So the board had brought a motion to change the Constitution in a way that would allow churches who financially support the work of the Tennessee Baptist Convention to send messengers to the annual meeting, even if they don't support the ministries of the greater SBC. So that had been moved. um, It had been referred. And so they did some research on it, talked about it, held meetings across the state and realized that there's not consensus. There's still a lot of confusion on it. So they're going to keep studying it. Uh, So they were reporting back this year. It looks like they will report back again next year. So this is an interesting discussion. Uh, We'll certainly keep an eye on that when we're doing this next Thanksgiving. Uh, They also approved uh, a recommendation for Holly Miller, pastor of Severe Heights Baptist Church in Knoxville, to preach the convention sermon next year. So a lot lot of interesting conversation. They passed a resolution uh, affirming the dignity and worth of women, um, as well as a resolution on bivocational pastors. Up to Illinois, Amy, where they celebrated their pioneering spirit with a cabin uh, basically in the foyer of the church and a historical interpreter of Abraham Lincoln. So they had uh, a guy come in, yeah. his name's Fritz Klein, and he is a apparently by this a renowned interpreter of yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Apparently so. Abraham Lincoln has been sort of talked about a lot lately as Illinois, the state, is celebrating its uh, 200th um, anniversary. So a lot of excitement in the air anyway, and so I think it probably fit. But that's that's interesting. No no Mary Todd Lincoln. No. But no. Abraham. No, no Mary Todd. And that's okay. I don't even know if she was an Illinoisan. Um. And, well, well, technically Lincoln wasn't. He was from Kentucky. I was about to say, he's you know, from Kentucky. We don't but, wanna, but he's he's basically a, you know the favorite son of Illinois. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, if she had been there, I would love to see someone interpret her. That would not have ended well, Amy. All right, on to the meeting. Uh, they had uh, projected, they passed the budget with a projected $6.2 million in CP funds. 43% moves on. Uh, to the national SBC causes. Uh, they highlighted some milestones of some Illinois Baptists. Included yes. in that was Becky Gardner, who is yes. now serving as the chairperson of the Southeastern Seminary Board of Trustees. She's the first female chair of a seminary board. We've talked about that. So kind of yep. cool. 
And she's very deserving of uh, that recognition by uh, her state. Um, she's such a humble leader and just a, a really wonderful, wonderful person. So I'm excited to hear. They also reelected Adron Robinson as president, Adam Cruz as vice president, Robin Mayberry as recording secretary, and Sharon Carty as the assistant recording secretary. They welcomed 11 new churches to the state convention as well. So uh, we've, we've seen a lot of these states in the, the, the non-South areas, you know, welcoming these new churches that are fellowshipping with them. So that's good to see. And um, had more than 200 churches at the uh, event. Uh, I think final tally, 220. Yeah, so staying kind of in the Midwest, the Baptist Convention of Iowa met in West Des Moines. Uh, they had a total of 121 messengers representing 52 churches. Their executive director, Tim Lubinus, announced uh, that their churches had increased weekly attendance 50% over the last five years and uh, had baptized more than a thousand people over the last year. So that was uh, really exciting, as well as that cooperative program giving has been really strong. So total attendance has increased 50% in the last five years. Right. Wow. Yes. A lot and of new churches a- into the system. Yeah. And they've had a 400% increase in uh, CP giving over the last five years. So uh, really great kind of advancement there. So they approved a budget of 1,625,962. They're actually uh, increasing by 3.79%. They already forward 50% of their receipts on to the SBC, um, and they will continue to do that. Officers elected were uh, Jim Parker, pastor of Sojourn Church in Council Bluffs. Uh, He was elected as president. Uh, Todd Stiles, pastor of First Family Church in Ankeny, was elected first vice president. Uh, Second vice president is Michael Felkins, pastor of Grand Avenue in Ames, uh, Grand Avenue Baptist Church. Uh, Secretary Jerome Risting uh, from Temple Baptist Church in Mason City. They all ran unopposed, elected by unanimous vote. And finally, Amy, we head to Michigan, uh, where they met in Jackson, Michigan. So Jackson, Tennessee and Jackson, Michigan, both hosting annual meetings this year. What if Jackson, Mississippi did as well? Um, And they adopted an increased in their 2019 budget, had 132 messengers representing 50 of the churches, 50 churches in the convention, uh, passed a $2.8 million budget, a 5.6% increase from this year, uh, anticipating $1.3 million in cooperative program giving uh, from churches. They're going to forward on 27.5% of that to the national causes. That's the same percentage forwarded this past year. And they launched two new partnerships, one with the Texas Baptist to focus on revitalizing and church planning in inner city Detroit, and another uh, with Water's Edge Advisors, um, uh, which is the trade name of the Baptist Foundation of Oklahoma, uh, which the Oklahoma Foundation will manage their foundation accounts. So a couple of new partnerships and uh, passed eight of nine resolutions, uh, which basically mirrored resolutions adopted in the SBC annual meeting in Dallas, including the one uh, which was resolution number one, I believe, on the dignity and worth in women. So uh, good to see that passed up in Michigan. And their newly elected state officers are Scott Blanchard, the pastor of Lake Point Church in Macomb, Michigan. First Vice President Roy Henry, pastor of Faith Baptist in Battle Creek, 
Second Vice President Ed Emmerling, pastor of Westside Church in Flushing. Recording Secretary Eli Garza, who's the pastor of First Spanish Baptist Church in Detroit. And Assistant Recording Secretary Roland Caldwell, the pastor of Burnett Baptist Church in Detroit. So that's going to do it for us in our state recaps. Amy, we've gone all over the country. We have. We've been everywhere. So we've hit a lot these last uh, few weeks. So I'm, I've lost count on yeah, tis who the is season. left. Yes, tis the season. All right, that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. All right, so I decided to do something a little bit different and uh, and to go back uh, to see what was happening 100 years ago. Now, you can't really do that um with Baptist Press, because the Baptist Press digital resources start in the 40s. Uh, but you can with some of our state papers. So um, ten- the Tennessee Baptist, uh, which uh, by that time was known as the Baptist and Reflector, is what we have today, as well as uh, Biblical Recorder, um, some others, you can get to digital archives. So I decided to go back and look at the uh, the the Baptist and Reflector from this week in 1918. And what you see is exactly what we've just done, uh, state convention recap. But let me tell you, their state convention recap is way bigger than, uh, than what we just did or what you even see in these Baptist press releases today. Um, this is a time you have to remember when uh, there's no video, there's no streaming, there's no uh, kind of reporting on the spot, there's no Twitter, uh, no ability to sort of get the word out except for these papers. And so what you essentially have um, is a play-by-play. I mean, you have the committees that were named, you have um, that there was a pointed, suggestive, thoughtful, splendid address on the theme, the minister as a student enlarging his vision. Um, you have kind of a blow-by-blow account of debate um, and motions that are, are put out. It's really, really fascinating. They also did this every year uh, with the SBC even back in like the late 1800s in the Tennessee Baptist, you can see how debate would go down. So if you go to old, um, if you go to old annuals and you look at the minutes, um, they were very careful to just say there was discussion and this is what was voted on. But you can go to some of these papers and really see and understand what the discussion was. So you have in this basically a huge recap of uh, their state convention meeting. Um, now, it, as you continue going down, it's a really fascinating thing to look at. Uh, there are are some interesting advertisements in there. There are a lot of advertisements for like home remedy medications that pop up uh, in these old papers. There's also a whole um, a whole section on uh, it's called Woman's World. So there's a it's like a page for women. Um, Seriously. Yes, there's a poem in there called A Bit of Home that it looks like it's about preparing for the soldiers coming back from the war because this is right at the end of World War One. There's some ads for um, women telegraph operators needed, uh, things about women in war work. There's a, an, a thing about um, a plan to re-chickenize France. I guess. Wait, what? 
I guess it's to get chickens, to sponsor chickens to go back, like, I guess after the war, they needed to establish poultry farms and okay. things like that. I guess, so it was like yeah, a fundraising. With the, the Germans invading France and everything, the the Western Front there in World War One, uh, right. they would have probably, you know, kind of ransacked the, the nation. So there's a, the a whole... Th- Yep, a whole thing about that. There's a um, an ad of, that's kind of updating on the, the Tennessee Baptist schools. Uh, it's telling that uh, Union University had 232 students um, in the they call it SATC. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what that what that is. And 368 students in all other departments that maybe have have to do with like the Christian studies or something like that. Um, but it's a really, really interesting thing, and particularly with it being a recap of state conventions, uh, it's definitely worth your time to look and just kind of skim it and see what those proceedings were like, and, uh, and and just to get kind of a glimpse of it. So in some ways, I mean, a hundred years ago, they were doing what we did, uh, what we just did in this episode uh, this week in SBC history. I did not realize that the Tennessee Baptist uh, records went back that far. So that's kind of neat to yeah, see those digital it's, things. It's really cool. And you you see some themes that continue. Like there's a lot of discussion about um, emphasizing expository preaching, which I find interesting because that's something that we still um, do. Yeah. yeah, that we continue to do today. They're also, uh, they, they mentioned songs uh, that were sung, um, one of them being uh, Jesus Paid It All, something that we still hmm. uh, do today. So you can kind of see some differences in the things that they were wrestling with, but also some real uh, similarities. So uh, very, very, uh, just kind of fun thing yeah. to look back on. Yeah. All right. Very neat. So that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Oh, it's a new book out that I am very excited about. So I got to do something this week um, that was kind of a highlight. Keith and I took uh, Drew and a friend of his uh, to see Hamilton. I'm very jealous. I know. So it's here in Durham that's been playing for the last several weeks. So we've had these tickets uh, for a little while. And uh, it was really kind of fun because Mary enjoys this some, but not necessarily, you know, it's not just a huge thing for her. And Drew's involved in uh, drama and school plays and things. So she gave up her tickets so that um, another friend of theirs who's involved in the school plays uh, could go. And so that was just a a neat experience uh, to get to take them. But also, oh, I just loved it. I loved it more than I ever expected. Even I mean, and I was I was expecting. Rub it in. in. I was anticipating that it would be my favorite Broadway musical ever, and it still exceeded my expectations. But in the process, I came away really wanting to know more about Eliza Hamilton, his wife. And so I came and looked it up, and it turns out a new book just came out about her in September. She was a Skylar sister. She was a Skylar sister, yes. Um, but the fact, all the things that she went on to do uh, after his death, uh, just a pretty phenomenal life. I mm-hmm. think that I only got to kind of see. You just get to see, yeah. Um, you just get raise to see money a, for the Washington Monument, all kind of stuff. Right, right. So 
I now have this uh, biography on my list to get. I'm probably going to order that next week. And so I'm sharing that link with you. Yeah. And she lived to like the 1850s. I mean, she oh, lived to be like 90 years old. I mean, she was like really like almost to the Civil War. Like lived through right. the Revolutionary War and lived almost to the Civil War. That's, right. I mean, it's fascinating. So. Pretty incredible. All right. My resource of the week, it, it's really not a resource. It's really more of a shout out. Today, the day we're releasing this, November 23rd, is the 75th birthday of one Wiley Drake. So... Wow. I want to give How a shout out know that? to why he posted it on Facebook. Um, okay. So Wiley, happy birthday. Uh, we missed you this year in Dallas. Maybe we'll see you next year in Birmingham. So just want to give a shout out to uh, everybody's favorite Southern Baptist, Wiley Drake. Happy birthday, Wiley Drake. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, excellent. And I'm well, still, I'm, sure I, I'm not at all be- bitter that you went to see Hamilton this week. Not at all. Not one bit. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm quite. Have bitter, you seen actually. it? I have not. Okay, I'm. I really hope that you get to. One day go I will see it. I one will day. one day. So. Yeah. So you know you could. I mean, Wiley has a like a show that he does. Yes. So that could be a resource. Yeah. Well, we'll you know, you, you can check out Wiley's. Uh, I think it's a video, just like a yeah. daily video or something like that. So. So. His podcast or whatever. So. Right. Check it out. Happy birthday, Wiley. And uh, that's going to do it for this week. Everybody, I hope you had a great week and a uh, great Thanksgiving break. Hope your your turkey was delicious. My brisket was. So uh, no crab legs this year, Amy? Oh, Drew and I went out this past Saturday and, had and got crab. crab legs. There you go. Yep. So yep. carrying on the Whitfield family tradition. And uh, I ate at the most complimentarian restaurant in uh, Tupelo Wednesday night, just like I do every year. Right. At Danvers restaurant there you Some go Some people get that joke we had, we had a good time so i'm headed back uh i guess the day this drops so back up to nashville get things going get ready for work next week all right all right well thanks for joining us again this week we'll see you next week see you next week <laughs>